we have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today. Unfortunately, in life, things happen that we have no control over which is why My Bump to Baby works with one financial advisor and one family law solicitor in each town throughout the UK. If you have not protected your family in case the worst should happen, please, please think about it. So many families are left homeless when a loved one passes away and the spouse left behind cannot afford the mortgage or the bills. If you have not got protection, please think about it. We insure our mobile phone. We insure our household appliances. We insure our pets. Why don't we insure ourselves? Please, please, today, go to www.mybumptobaby.com forward slash family protection legal and find your nearest financial advisor or family protection specialist. It is so important that you are covered should the worst happen. Are you looking for groups and classes for your little one? Perhaps you're looking for pregnancy classes for yourself. My Bump to Baby is the UK's leading pregnancy to preschool directory. To find your nearest pregnancy to preschool group, class, lesson or service, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com. You can also read our reviews on the latest products, days out and services. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. This week's episode comes with a trigger warning. On today's episode we will be discussing abuse. My guest today has wanted to stay anonymous. She wants to share her story and help raise awareness around being married to a narcissistic person and talk about her leaving a narcissistic marriage. My guest today has wanted to share her story to help other people in similar situations. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. Today, I am joined by an anonymous guest who is going to be sharing their story about being married to a narcissist, a sociopath, and also it's a form of abuse. So we're going to be talking all about her story. And the aim of this podcast is to raise awareness and hopefully help other people that are going through a similar situation so hello thanks thanks for joining us today hi thanks for having me thanks so much for coming on um it's really kind of sensitive subject this and I imagine a very difficult one to talk about so I really do appreciate you coming on to talk to us today thanks so what we're going to do is we are going to just go through the timeline of your story with this person and how everything changed and unraveled and the different things that he used to do. Um, and, and, you know, just to kind of show people the different signs and different things that can happen um, before actually discovering you are married to a person like that. So you met your partner in June 2010. Is that right? Yeah, all those years ago. All those years ago. Do you know, it feels like yesterday, 2010. And then I have to think, oh, my God, I'm so old. Um, But where where did you meet then? Uh, We were introduced by friends. How old were you then, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, God, now you're asking. Uh, (laughs) 27, maybe. 27. So you were kind of, I don't know about you, but at that age, I was like, right, yes, I'm ready to settle down and all that. Were you wanting, like, the full family from, from him you know, like not obviously straight away, but is that where, where at, at that age, is that what you were wanting from a relationship? I wasn't quite sure back then. I was, I was actually in the prime of my life that, that year, I think. And um, I wasn't very maternal. No. So kids weren't really on the radar, I don't think, before my 30s. So yeah. It was just, I was just wanting to have a relationship with someone nice and enjoy yeah. life. Yes, yeah, that that's the aim as well. Yeah. So you got together, and was every how was everything when you first got together? Then, oh, at the time, I thought it was like bliss. It was yeah. great. We did, we went on dates. We did fun things. Totally in love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Quite quickly, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it can happen very quickly, though, can't it? All of that, and you get carried away, don't you? And it's just, did you move in together quite quickly then? No, we spent a lot of time at each other's. Yeah. Um, but didn't move in probably till two years later, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then and then um, you had your first child in 2014. So were you were you planning on having a child at that stage or how, how did that come yeah. about? Well, not how did it come about literally, because obviously we know that. I rolled in it, I rolled in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, so so what? how did that come about without obviously the, the graphic details? <laughs> it was a shock. I was on the oh, pill. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. No, it wasn't expected at all. Wow, wow. Were you happy when you found out or? I had mixed emotions because I'd already become aware that something wasn't quite right in my relationship. What was it that showed like around that time? You know, what what was it that you were thinking wasn't right or could you not put your finger on it? Lots of little things when you look back. But at the time, because they were so little or seemed to be so little, 
they were excused quite easily or, you know, it was a bad day or, you know, something had happened um, I needed to try harder, you know, all these things. Um, then I, I sort of thought, right, well, I'm having this baby regardless because, I, I don't know, as a mum, most people find out they're pregnant and something just flicks, doesn't it? Yeah. You're like, I'm going to, this baby's mine, I'm, you know, focus on that. So I was going to have the baby regardless. Yeah, um, so, you, so you were very much together at the time, though, and, um, you know, everything was kind yeah. of, although it wasn't perfect. I mean, life's stressful, isn't it? So it's hard to kind of pinpoint whether it's you sometimes or whether it's someone else, especially when yeah. the little things are so small. It's so easy to be like, actually, I was in a bit of a mood or actually, yeah, yeah. I was a bit pissed off. So so I can understand that. So, so what was it like during your pregnancy? Was everything OK? Oh, yeah, I was really lucky. Yeah, I've had easy pregnancies um, and even births have been quite easy. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're lucky. You're lucky. Oh, no, that, that, um, that is good. So so um, then you got married uh, six months after your first baby was born. Were you engaged? When did you get engaged then? Um, just before she was born. Right. So we did it quite quickly. And was it expected? Uh, and depending to... on who you ask, you'll you'll get um you'll get a different version of events depending on who you ask. So it, yeah, yeah, it was kind of talked about and kind of happened, and then he proposed, but we knew it was going to happen. Yeah, that makes sense. So it, wasn't, it wasn't a surprise or anything. No. No. Oh, so you got married six months later, and on your wedding day, did you have any doubts or anything like that? Yeah. You did. Do you know a lot of people yeah. say that, don't they? Um, but at the time, was there anything that you really thought was that bad? Or was it still, again, all the little things? No, I knew it was quite bad, but I hadn't ever told anybody or people that I had told little snippets kind of excused it with me. Um, and obviously we'd had a child, so life was hard. So I just thought, you know what, this man wants to marry me. You know, he, he said he'll change. It, it's going to be great. Let, let's do this. And I was I remember on my wedding day thinking, is my dad going to ask me that question like all dads do? Are you sure you're going to do this? You know, are you sure it's what you want? Mm. And he didn't ask me. And would you? Do you think you would have said at that time? Do you think no. you would? No. Probably wouldn't have done, would I? No, I mean, at the time, I think you just, especially with weddings, I mean, I've been engaged before, and I'm sure my ex won't mind saying we're totally wrong for each other. But, you know, I even, when we did get engaged, I knew then, uh, you know, it wasn't right. But you get a bit carried away. You know, I was thinking of my dress and, you know, things like that. And you can easily kind of, and then family gets so excited, don't they? And then it's like, it's yeah. something people talk about. And then, as well. Yeah. And you don't want to let people down either, do you? Because it's like, well, you know, it's just you kind of almost a bit railroaded into marriage sometimes, because even if you have kind of thought it was not right or you've changed your mind, it's quite hard to then back out. And if you do back out, then the relationship's over. Yeah. Relationship's over. The other family hates you. You know, you can't go right, can you? You know, but yeah. You can't do right. So, so when you, what was he doing then? Because you said there were, it got quite bad um, before you were married. What was he doing at that point then to to make it so bad? He was very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, you know, he was nasty. He was very nasty. The things he used to say to me, um, he cheated on me. Although 
I don't think he physically cheated on me. So that was his reason for getting away with it. But to me, if someone's texting another girl things that they shouldn't be or, you know, having inappropriate conversations with another girl while they're in a relationship, that's cheating in my book. But I soon changed. My boundaries very quickly changed to accept that behaviour. He used to trip me up on purpose and pretend that he hadn't done. Oh, Um, my God. That's awful. Yeah. threatened suicide if I threatened to leave him oh my Um, goodness and is this before marriage is this even before you actually got married then yeah 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 I used to like remember crying to my auntie one day well I I think I told her I was pregnant um and she said something to me along the lines of um it gets worse when you have children you know and I sat there thinking to myself it gets worse how can this get any worse? But I still didn't tell people. Because Do you think you did tell people because, like, after things had happened, um, only from my past experience, I've been with someone that um, was domestically abusive, and only after um, they actually did something to me physically, they'd act really nice, like, so nice that it was almost the person yeah. that you fell in love with in the first place again. That's so that, yeah. And then almost, then you think, oh, and they promise they won't do it again, like uh, my, my ex... Same. Yeah, I had my finger broken and I remember, um, you know, him coming the next day with flowers and stuff and I thought it's worth it. I actually thought in my head, it's actually worth it um, to have that person again because, you know, like that nice person again. Yeah. It's a real mind thing. It does play um, with your mind. Mm. a lot I've done a lot of work since and worked a lot of stuff out to to why I ended up in that situation and how it happens and it's it's mind-blowing yeah it is well I think it's it's very clever because it all happens so slowly that you don't see it coming um I say clever it's awful but I mean it's clever how they do it but um so you then after you got married um you had your second child just over a year after you were married again and you was was things getting worse by that stage no I think things were pretty much the same yeah um you know still the the same emotional abuse mental abuse there was still like tripping me up and things and, and all that was still happening um but I think there was a bit more of a balance or I probably thought there was because obviously I was on maternity leave I wasn't working you know I had this baby to keep me entertained so life was good in that respect or if I was having a bad day then it was my fault you know because I hadn't done certain things because you know as a mum with a young child you don't always get a chance to keep on top of the housework or the chores and things do you no um, so a lot of it was probably I thought oh it's my fault mm. you know and, and excused it all so to me things probably were better because it was me that needed to change yeah, so then you but, didn't, the focus yeah. wasn't on him to change. The thing is, no. being a mum, you can never do everything 100% accurate or 100% right because it's just impossible. You know, you can't no, get everything right. And that time after becoming a mum, I think that's the time you really beat yourself up enough anyway about mum guilt and everything else. So for the fact that you felt, you know, that it was all your fault after that is it's still, it's, it's not good, is it? No, and obviously we had the wedding to look forward to, so that was great, even though we argued, like, ridiculously argued about, you know, the wedding was off so many times just between the two of us, Mm. but ultimately it happened, Um, 
we're on a honeymoon with our little one. But even on the honeymoon, there was things that happened on the honeymoon that, you know, I remember going for a walk one day after he'd just been so vicious with the words that he said to me. And I just thought, how have I married this person? But then you come home and, oh, we had a fantastic honeymoon. It was brilliant. Mm. You know, and then we carried on and then decided we actually planned our next child. And that happened really quickly. Oh, and then so again, it was that yes, you know, I've got this perfect family. I'm married. I've got two children. Yeah, because it's great. It can very quickly change in your mind, though, can't it? Like just because you're having like the relationship isn't good, say for a week or something, then it's amazing afterwards. Um, again, so it was like keeping you in the kind of loop of that, really. Yeah, it's just a cycle, you know, constant. You know, but if, if I look back now and I think, you know, the, the times when I think we were happy, there was always something that, you know, cast a shadow over it. Always something wasn't right or something got said. But I just used to brush it under the carpet and be like, oh, he's just in one of those moods. What would he say what? to you? Oh, you know, if I didn't do things the right way or didn't answer the question the right way, I, I got called horrendous names. I got told that I looked like the back end of a bus. Oh, um, my God. It was just awful it's you know some of the stuff I wouldn't even dare repeat Mm. Um, but it just made me feel worthless nobody else would want me if I didn't want to have sex he'd go and find it somewhere else would he say that would he say that would he actually go and do that do you think (laughs) this is the thing that makes me laugh right I used to say I'm 99% sure he will never cheat on me because he's been cheated on that was his story from his his, you know his past he's been cheated on (sighs) So why would you do that to somebody when you know how much it hurts? But then I did excuse behaviours that were like classed as cheating in theory. So I don't honestly know if he ever did or not. Just um, even to say that, though, is awful. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm pregnant and you don't want to do these things and it's like, you know, you know, feeling like you have. You, I mean, a lot of people don't as a wife think that they have that they um, have to sort of fulfill that role don't they I suppose yeah yeah but I think most men you know ask once or twice and if your wife partner says no then that should be enough anything more than that no that's that's abusive and mm. um, I've only just realized that recently yeah yeah I mean yeah it is hard because when you especially when you're pregnant as well like you don't really feel like it you know not all the time so yeah it's um it's hard so after your second child was born, born them, how was everything? Was it just the same? Has it just kind of stayed the same until you decided to leave in the summer of 2017? No, it got worse. The, the like arguments got more. Um, but again, two young children, you know, quite close in age. It was a challenge. He had a difficult job. You know, I wasn't working, earning as much as I should have been. You know, all these things that you excuse it, why? But, you know, no, it, it was it was horrific. You know, he'd, he'd argue with me and I'd be crying my eyes out and he would still go yeah. on and on and on. You know, and then if it got to a point where he wasn't getting anywhere with it, then he'd, he'd go off on a drive. But he'd, he'd like make it out that he was going to, to kill himself, but without actually using those words. It's really hard to explain like how he... He used to make me feel and he manipulated me so much. And I didn't know my own mind. I didn't know my own thoughts. He made me doubt everything. Um, Did he make you feel like just, you were going crazy sometimes? Yeah. 
and even told me I was crazy. You know, I went to get counselling to help because I thought I was the problem, you know, and I was crazy and a lunatic for going to get support. I asked him to go to counselling with me. No, he didn't need any help. The problem was with me. It was a really horrible time. I can imagine. I, I mean, I think as, as a woman as well, because of our cycles and stuff like that, obviously we do have days where we're like not feeling the best or not feeling as happy. And I'm sure people use that to their advantage sometimes. Just like, oh, your hormones, it must be your hormones. But then we think it as well sometimes because I've thought before, oh, I wonder if like this is all hormonal, you know. Um, Everyone can have a bad day. People can argue, people can say things that upset other people. The difference with these types of relationships is the boundaries get trampled all over. I know where the line is. And if I cross the line at all, I know to apologise and I know to show remorse, you know, and try and make up for it, you know, and, and reflect on myself of how can I do something better next time? These types of people, there are no boundaries, you know, anything goes. They are ruthless and they do not think they have ever done anything wrong. Even when they're saying, oh, I'll change. I don't know what's wrong with me. Mm. They don't mean it. They're just saying it to, to keep you there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people go through relationships like this, don't they? I think, like you said, yeah. a lot of people, it's the cycle and people don't actually even know they're in it until it, it's almost, I say too late, but, you know, that they almost feel trapped um by the end of it yeah. so and how do you explain to somebody what you're going through because you know I even still feel like I sound so petty trying to explain these things to people because it is so hard to explain and people don't understand it unless you've been through something yourself that is similar it's really hard to get your head around it yeah because when you're saying things you probably think well you know it could I suppose everything can be excused can't it to a certain extent yeah. you know um but yeah I know when you when you're actually in it it's a, it's a lot worse mentally and emotionally draining um I used to think do you know what it would be so much easier if he hit me yeah yeah People I can imagine that yeah, yeah yeah and you know it's right and wrong and you could walk away and it's just like it's just a definitive answer isn't it or oh, I won't put up with that well we say that but it's very easy to do that as well but um yeah I know exactly what you mean it's yeah it's almost it's yeah in the mindset you know you know when they're like saying all this stuff and stuff like you said it's almost a part of you thinks is it my fault or have I done something so it's very hard to to actually have a clear clear answer on any of it really yeah it's very hard to know what's right and wrong um and you know where to go to get help because you think you're the problem so so when you decided to leave in summer 2017 then did you um what was the final straw for you at that stage uh, I tried to leave once earlier that year um, and I don't know what it was that made me leave that time I think it was just we had so much going on at the time and you know and, and I contributed to some of the issues that we had you know within the marriage and stuff um work-wise and things like that um and that caused quite a lot of pressure on us as a family but I, I tried so hard you know to fix it and, and you know make things right without going into details of what it was um but I got to the point I just thought we are arguing all of the time the children are witnessing this I'm crying all the time I can't function like normal day to day mm. so we had some time out um but I didn't have anywhere properly to go and it, it 
it just I wasn't ready did so the children back. take you did did you take the children or did yeah, yeah. I left with the two children yeah um and I think we spent probably a week maybe not quite that long away um but again he missed us so much he'll change he'll never do that again um you know don't break our family up please don't do that to him so we went back and things were all right for a little while um then we found out we were expecting our third which was unplanned um so then I had to stay well obviously I didn't have to stay you know you don't ever have to stay but in my head I had to stay because we had another child but it wasn't the right thing to do it was hell the next six months were absolute hell and the final straw came one day when he was being abusive towards me in front of the children and I saw how it affected the children what was he doing do you remember yeah I do um I I hadn't greeted him the right way when he came in from work oh my god and uh he just started on me you know with a it starts off with little things like well, what's up with you you know which is a normal conversation isn't it if you're in a bad mood or something but then it turns nasty you know and I'm a you know um bad mum sorry I was going to swear then but I thought I'd better not no I don't <laughs> mind I'm always swearing on here this is why yeah on this one it's allowed swear all you like <laughs> So, yeah, I was a bad mum, a bad wife. He couldn't wait to meet the perfect wife. Um, I look like the back end of a bus again. Oh, my um, God. You know, I'm And ugly. you were pregnant. You, know, you were pregnant at this yeah. time. Yeah, nobody would want me. The kids were present. Um, and I ended up asking him to stop, telling him, please go to bed. Please leave me alone. The kids are here. And he just didn't. He just carried on with this, like, tirade of abuse. And I was sobbing. And my eldest got involved and at that point I knew I had to leave how old was your eldest at that stage um three possibly oh yeah it's hard that oh my goodness so I then decided to leave but I think it still took a few months before I actually left the home so yeah but the silly thing is that I left with a view of trying to sort our marriage out, thinking it could still be fixed. Mm. Gosh, that's And I jumped through hoops to try and fix our marriage. Did he agree um, to counselling and stuff like that then? Uh, initially, yes. Um, but I wanted to wait until the baby was born mm. um, because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with everything that was going on and start counselling. Um, so I asked him to wait till the baby was born. Let me let me deal with all that. And then we'd go to couples counselling. However, just before the baby was born, he, he ended things and he got into a relationship with somebody else. Oh, goodness. Wow. Mm. That's I mean, that's so hard. I mean, was he at the birth and stuff like that? Or how about you didn't even yeah. want him there? No. So it was very, very difficult. Um, did you see that then, coming? I mean, how did that come about? No, I don't know. God, don't know. But he'd still tell me I hadn't tried hard enough. If only I hadn't left him, I wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. But she was amazing. You know, the best. Everything that I wasn't, mm. she was. And he couldn't wait to start a family with her. He loved her so quickly. But he he continued to then still emotionally and mentally abused me and tried to manipulate me back into a relationship with him. While he was so, with her? Yeah, he played us both. You know, I, I 
he'll tell you that I didn't do anything to fight for our marriage. I did more than I should have done to fight for our marriage. God. So is he still with this person now or? No, she saw the light, thankfully. (laughs) But she's crazy now. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's what he says. She's crazy. Um, You know, we're um, not the problem. Yeah. So were they together a long time? On and off, yeah. Did they have Uh, children? No, thankfully. (laughs) Mm. She was lovely. I mean, I don't know her personally, but I met her. Yeah. Um, And we discussed a few things about our relationship um, and what was going on. And she was completely oblivious to a lot of it. But even when she did become aware, she she didn't want to believe. She, She just believed what he was telling her. And he really hurt her as well. So sad. But she, luckily, she has escaped him now. She has no ties to him. But unfortunately, I still do. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So how does it work with the children then? Do you still have to see him or do you kind of um, go through parents or? Uh, We've tried all sorts over the years. So I ended up having to get a child arrangement order in place to get him to to have a set pattern and schedule that he'd see the children because he was very sporadic with it and wouldn't commit or if he did it was very last minute so it was, it was like an element of control over me still um so I got advice and managed to get a child arrangement in order in place so we have a set pattern now that he has the children um and it seems to work most of the time but I still have to have contact with him that I wish I didn't have to have I've had wobbles since we've been separated thinking I should you know try and, and still be a family you know um yeah he's just got this way of of getting under my skin and, and, and knowing how to get in my head and make me doubt myself Gosh. um how long was he with his other girlfriend for then I think about 18 months maybe I'm, I'm not exactly sure yeah so that's like a big break you've had as well but yeah some people just know how to uh manipulate you and I, I think that's that's the thing isn't it yeah unfortunately and not still not being aware of what was going on so it wasn't until I think I spoke to my health visitor about what was going on and and, and she sort of highlighted that it it wasn't right my sister had tried to tell me a couple of times but I I didn't listen she was like you're being abused here and I'm like no don't be stupid (laughs) no he's just he's got his own problems he's just a bit messed up you know I can fix him but it wasn't until I sat with a police officer and talked about what was going on and they told me I could build a case against him for coercive and controlling behaviour. I've never heard of that then. So so can you explain a bit more how that works? Yeah, so it was a new law that was passed, I think, in 2015, um, where people that do control, manipulate and coerce people that are in a, a relationship, not necessarily a like partnership relationship, it could be family members as well, but, you know, a close relationship... Um, there is now a law that means that they can actually get a prison sentence for wow. abusing people this way. Yeah. But I wasn't prepared to I wasn't prepared to do that to my family. I, I wasn't in the right frame of mind to, you know, it, it would have affected all of us. Yeah. So no, I just left that. But it kind of was a wake up call and then I ended up being supported by women's aid. That's great um, that they do that. That So where yeah. did you go between this time? Did you find your own place then? Did you eventually actually just kind of get your own yeah. place? Yeah, I rented. Right. Yeah, and, I left. And he and, was uh, still in the house, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he kept the house as part of the divorce because I, I didn't 
want to go to that house. It had lots of obviously unhappy memories. I wanted a fresh start with the children somewhere that was ours. Mm, yeah. I mean, how's everything now then? I mean, how are you How are you coping now? Uh, not so great at the moment. The, the, you know, we have good days and bad days, but at the moment things things aren't great. So, But we just have to ride it out, don't we, for the sake of the children. Yeah, yeah. And is he with anyone else now? I don't think so. Goodness, yeah, it's so hard. He says I've put him off women, but then, you know, I've heard of lots of women that have been contacted by him to, you know, friends that have said, oh, such a body's been contacted by him. I've warned them off. I'm like, well, people have got to make their own choices, haven't they? But, uh, you know. And are you divorced now? Yes. Yeah, that we've, we've been divorced a couple of years, I think, now. I bet that was a hard decision when he's going through all this or were you all right with it at that stage no it was horrendous a horrendous decision I I really struggled with that I knew it was the right thing to do but at the same time I felt such a failure I felt such shame and he kept telling me that you know one minute he he couldn't wait to divorce me the next minute he wished we were still together why am I divorcing him and I didn't know my own mind through a lot of it Oh, I'll tell you what, it made me realise how strong I am because I managed to do the most of it on my own. Um, I managed to get a divorce coach online that supported me through it, read some books to support me through it. So, you know, you hear people saying it's costing thousands and thousands of pounds. I managed to just get the financial arrangements with a solicitor being needed for that. The rest of it I did all by myself. And, and how did Women's Aid help you? Um, they were at the end of the phone supporting me. Um, what do they, they do to... then? Can you explain a bit more about what they do? And, and there's one of those all over, isn't there? Yeah, there's a, like a national women's aid and then there's like the national domestic violence charity as well that you can call any time, I think. But our local one here is um, you can just ring them. They've got set hours you can ring them. Um, and it's just a local number that you ring. They don't give away who they are when you're ringing them. So obviously, you know, um, people can't just ring up and find out where they are. Um, and they just offer support, um, let you, you know, talk to them about what's going on, give you advice, signpost you to where you need to go. Or if you are at risk, they will obviously take the necessary steps to to help you if you need to leave. Because leaving, leaving, so I didn't know at the time, but leaving somebody, especially with these, you know, traits is one of the most dangerous things that you can do oh really you know if there's anyone out there that is thinking about leaving somebody please get help to do that please don't you know put yourself at any more risk there's so much help out there to make sure that you do it the right way there's refuges that people can go to you know if they really need to escape somebody that you know is is violent it's just it doesn't get talked about people don't know I think it's a hard thing to pinpoint though sometimes as well because like you've said you know it's really hard to explain um the minute that you start questioning yourself or asking yourself is there something wrong in my relationship am I a narcissist am I abusive the minute you start asking those questions there is something wrong in your relationship and it's highly unlikely that you will be the problem Hmm. yeah there's a lot of people I know that have been in relationships like this as well. And it's not just women either. It can be men too. Yeah, um, it happens, yeah. 
do do you know of any support groups or anything like that that you can go to and and meet other people that have been in similar similar situations is there anything like that yeah uh, I think at the moment, because of COVID, there isn't anything um, physical. I think you can do like online. There's, there's some online support groups um, and forums that you can join. And um, they used to have um, regular uh, meetups for, you know, victims to go to to, to get support. Um, and then I was fortunate enough, well, fortunate enough, not the right way to look at it, but I was, um, to go on their recovery programme as well. Wow. So like a 12 week program, which goes through, you know, the different cycles of abuse um, and how to, you know, not get yourself into that position again. You know, how to learn to to see the signs, the red flags, know what boundaries are and, you know, what's not acceptable. That was a real eye opener. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so with your children, obviously, they're growing up a little bit now. Do they ask any questions? I mean, what what do you tell them? And do you you know, how how will that work in the future, do you think? Because they they probably will ask, won't they? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you get the, you know, why are mummy and daddy not together? When are you going to get back with daddy? You know, we're going to live in a house together again. Um, and I I bet that's hard. It's heartbreaking, isn't it, really? It is because it's not how I expected my life to be. You know, I wanted, you know, eventually wanted that family life, you know, nice husband, happy children, nice house, you know, holidays, everything you dream of, isn't it? Mm. But I've come to realise now that you don't have to be a two parent family to have that. You know, as long as you're happy and your children are happy, that's all that matter. And mine are lucky enough to have, you know, two parents that love them. They have two homes, they get two Christmases, you know, they get extra birthday presents. And I sell it to them like that. And, you know, that they're very much loved and they can always come and talk to mummy, you know. And they've had the moments and things, but on the whole, we're OK. That's great. And and it, being a dad, as dads go, he's a good dad. Um, is that right? Yeah. yeah, more recently, since COVID, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of flicked a switch, I think, and and uh, yes, I think it's still very manipulating and controlling, though, and and you know causes lots of issues where there don't need to be issues. But Mm. and how do you feel about meeting someone else? Are you ready for that yet? Or I'm not ready yet. No, no, I have I have tried, but it it hasn't worked. No, Um, but I think the key is that you know. You've got to love yourself before someone else can love you. And after what I've been through, you know, my self-esteem, my self-worth are, you know, non-existent and I need to work on them before I can let someone else in. Yeah, yeah. And how? how what have you done? What kind of therapies have you done? Because we spoke a little bit about you did um, IEMT, did you? Because I, I actually did that. Um, do, have you done anything else? Uh, I've done talking therapies, so like yeah. speaking to a counsellor and some CBT, but I'm not quite there yet. I haven't found yet the right person to to fix me, although that sounds a bit wrong, but yeah. I'm... It can be a mix of things, though, can't it, sometimes? Because um, only recently I've stopped having panic attacks, and, you know, it's taken me two years 
probably two years, is it? Maybe 18 months since I was getting them all the time. And then like I did counseling, CBT, IEMT, acupuncture, Reiki, um, giving up coffee and everything. And then eventually it's kind of now they've stopped. Um, But I don't know what the thing was that stopped it. I feel like it was probably a mix of things really. Yeah, I think that's it. Everyone's different as well, aren't they? So I think you've just got to find that mix that works for you. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Is there any advice that you'd give anyone that thinks they might be in a relationship like that or anyone, any signs that people should be looking out for? Yeah, basically, trust your gut. And if there are anything that you see as red flags, don't ignore them. And do you think it would help to keep um, like kind of a journal or something like that so that they can record things? So, you know, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but one that they can't, obviously, the, the abuser can't actually access. Yeah, you've got to be so careful with things like that. Yeah, and confide in somebody that you trust. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Sometimes people are scared to convi- confide in someone because they don't want to be, t- they're not quite ready to leave and they don't want to be told, you yeah. need to leave, you need to leave. People just want someone to listen and understand, don't they, sometimes? Yeah, sometimes, you know, even if there's friends out there that are supporting people going through something and you know that they shouldn't be there, don't push. Just be there for them for when they are ready because they can only do it when they are ready. Yeah, and also if you push, I think sometimes, only from how I've been in the past, is I think you you then won't tell that friend much more and you'll stop telling them stuff. So I think it's important important to have that person that you can talk to and and talk openly and honestly to yeah it definitely is isn't it yeah definitely well thank you so much is there anything else that you think we should know about or anything like that in terms of this there's so much but there's so much information available you just have to go and look for it yeah have you got and perhaps you can send us a couple of useful links is that okay yes we'll do that yeah Right, brilliant. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. 50 Shades of Motherhood is all about being free, being real, being raw, and saying what you want to say without fear of judgment. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, please, please share it with your friends. You never know who it might help. Not everyone is so open about sharing their stories. So it's really important to raise awareness around topics so that it can help other people uh, feel less alone. And also, if you don't mind reviewing us and subscribing, that would be amazing. It means the more listeners we have, the more podcasts that I can create. So, Thank you once again for listening. If you want to make any suggestions for future episodes, please pop me an email over. My email address is carla at mybumptobaby.com. And I look forward to speaking to you next time on 50 Shades of Motherhood. We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you, the ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. 
If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today.